Welcome to the Worship Leader Essentials podcast, brought to you by Worship Catalyst. Worship Catalyst is a nonprofit ministry built to help people find and worship Jesus by mentoring and training worship leaders and their teams. This podcast is part of that mission. In the next few minutes, it is our goal to help you do more with less. For more information and resources or to connect with us, please visit worshipcatalyst.com. We're so glad you're here today. Let's learn together. Hey everybody, Austin Ryan here for the Worship Leader Essentials Podcast. Always thankful to be with you to help you do more with less and to share, you know, share some really good things to help you become a better worship leader, help your church connect more with Jesus. And uh, I'm especially interested and excited today because Nicole Palos, she uh, is in charge of all of our production work for uh, Worship Catalyst. And so welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Austin. I'm happy to be here. You've been on several of our podcasts through the years, or maybe two. I've been on maybe two podcasts. <laughs> well, it's surprising because Nicole loves uh, huge crowds. She loves speaking in public and uh, all, things, uh, all things high population density. Uh, definitely. And I'm going to really enjoy editing my voice. I'm guessing you're going to use one of our other editors for this one. Probably. All right. Well, um, so Nicole is with us because she monitors uh, sometimes questions that we get from other worship leaders and pastors and things like that. So what are we talking about today? Well, Austin, one of the frequent questions that we get asked is, what should we do about announcements? A lot of worship mm. leaders are wondering, is there a good way to do announcements? Is there a good way to not do announcements? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How can we possibly get away with not doing <laughs> announcements? So today, I was wondering what advice you have. Do you have any tips and tricks for yes. handling announcements at church? Oh my gosh. I love this because this is a topic of a conversation that I also have with almost every worship leader that I mentor. Like at some point in our conversation, uh, when it gets around to worship planning and you know service design and things like that, that always becomes an issue. And it's tough. I think it's a tough one. I don't think it's that simple because you know a lot of times people like churches will say, leaders will say, pastors will say, "Hey, this is way more effective to promote ministries when I talk about it rather than when I just." print it or have it just on the screen rolling before the service or whatever it might be. So over the years, we've come up with five announcement rules. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Rules. These that are, sounds very serious. These aren't even just guidelines. No. These are rules. Okay. Okay. Hit me. What's number one? All right. Number one. And by the way, we also have five announcement ideas. Oh, okay. So rules and ideas. Yeah. So it's 10, 10 things total, five and five. I'm ready for my mind to be blown. Let's go. Number one rule. Ready? Yeah. These are not in any particular order, though. This one's a big one. Number one, the max number of announcements that we can give on any particular service is three. Three announcements. That's it. No more. No more. We can give one or two or three, but we cannot ever give four. Never. There's never been a time you could give four announcements. There. There should never be a time that you give four announcements. Have I ever given four announcements? Yes, I've broken. Before we had the rule, we broke the rule. Got but it, it wasn't a rule, so technically we didn't break it. Okay. Okay. Right. Anyway, the reason is because it's a psychological reality that if you tell somebody one thing, they'll remember one thing. If you tell somebody two things, there's a chance they'll remember two. If you tell them three, there's a chance that they'll remember two or three. Mm -hmm. If you tell them four, they'll remember one. 
Got it. Okay. All right. So, so we're hedging our bets. We're saying that if we want them to remember the absolute most things, we're going to do two or three announcements. We're definitely not going to do four. All right. That, that makes sense. And I like psychology. Yeah. Way to back that up with science. Neuroscience. All right. That's pretty good. What do you have for number two? Rule number two. Announcements must be finalized by Thursday or Friday before the Sunday. Wow. That's really ahead of time. So a lot of times at churches, somebody will come up with an announcement idea on Sunday morning right before somebody goes up on stage to say the announcement. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so the problem is that you don't have time to really get all the questions answered about it. You don't have time to prepare the way you're going to say it. You don't have time to put a graphic behind it, which we'll talk about in a minute. You don't have time to really vet if that is raises to the level of announcements. Plus, I just kind of think if you weren't prepared earlier in the week, Thursday or Friday, with what you wanted to say on Sunday, then it must not be that important. Mm, That's a good point. It's strong. Yeah. Yeah. It's heavy-handed. Yeah. Yeah. So only three announcements at the most, and announcements must be finalized by Thursday or Friday. That's another thing to kind of help the staff to realize, hey, you can't walk in on Sunday morning because we're not going to have, we're not going to add announcements on Sunday morning, no matter what it is, because we have a rule Mm -hmm. that it has to be turned in by Thursday or Friday. Great. And I said Thursday or Friday based on your, you know, like if nobody works on Friday, Thursday is probably the day. Gotcha. All right. Those are, those are pretty good. What else you got? All right. Number three, third announcement rule, preach the announcements when possible. What do you mean by that? Okay. So preaching the announcements means that if there's, uh, if you're, if there's a way to apply Use the announcement as an application to something that you're preaching. Do that. So, for instance, uh, you may be preaching about um, a desire for the church or like the biblical mandate for the church to, you know, share the gospel or to, you know, go around the world or whatever you might be preaching about. And you happen to have a mission trip that you need to make an announcement about. Well, don't make an announcement about it. Just in the middle of the message, go, let me give an example. An example is we're all going to Brazil in March. Mm -hmm. And you can sign up right now, blah, blah, blah. And it'll mean way more to them as an application to a message point than it will as just a standalone announcement. Yeah. Awesome. And you can do that with a lot of different, you know, a lot of different announcements, hopefully, which leads me to number four. Okay. All right. The number four rule is that every announcement must start with the church's mission or vision. All right. I want to hear this explanation. All right. So here's how we do that. Let's say you are going to have a youth event coming up on Friday night, a lock-in or something. Oh, I just got like this chill that, you know. (laughs) PTSD. Yeah. (laughs) So you're going to have some sort of big youth event Friday night. Uh, Hopefully, you have answered the question why you're going to have a youth event on Friday night before you plan it, okay? So, you know, it's not, hey, kids want to have fun, so we're going to have a lock. No, I mean, it's going to be like, because we have a vision in our church of creating safe and um, spiritually engaging places for our students to, you know, hang out on some of the weekends or whatever it is. I'm making up a mission statement for your church or whatever. So then the announcement is, instead of saying, hey, everybody, we have a youth lock-in Friday night. We would say, hey, do you know that one of the main goals of our church is to reach students in our neighborhood? And what we found out is that a lot of kids don't have somewhere to hang out on Friday night, 
And we want to provide a place for them that's safe and spiritually engaging. And so we have a lock-in on Friday night. Mm, See the difference? I'm signing up. There you go. Okay. And the goal on that is that people will tie everything the church does back to its initial mission and vision. In fact, if you don't, if you can't do that, if there's some sort of announcement and you don't have a way to tie, like to lead into that announcement with the why are you doing it, and it has something to do with the vision of your church, mm-hmm. you probably shouldn't be doing that event anyway. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> and, and so why would you make an announcement about it if you shouldn't be doing it in the first place? So just remember, it's the why before the what. Why before the, the what. The why before the what. All right. So we have no more than three announcements on a Sunday. Got it. Must have them before Thursday or Friday. Yep. No last minute announcements. Then we have... Preach the announcements preach when the possible. Preach the announcements when possible. Yep. And the why before the what. Always tie it into the church vision. Okay. All right. So what's number five? All right. Number five. Always have visuals. Always have visuals. Never. So like a poster board or like felt. Didn't they used to do that back in the day? Uh-huh. Felt. Is that, that your time? Uh, what do you call that? A flannel board, flannel graph. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is before me. <laughs> Thanks for throwing that shade. Okay, so if they can see the announcement on the screens and they can hear you talking about it and all that kind of stuff, it's going to stick better. And that's another reason that you need to have the announcements by Thursday. Mm. You need to have a legit graphic. And what would even be better is if it's something that they need to sign up for, that you would give them time and a way to sign up at their seat. Okay, so what do you mean by that? Okay, so there maybe is a QR code on every announcement slide screen that you need to sign up. Mm-hmm. It could be I had this um, uh, I had I had this uh, concept that if you had a good text or email list of your congregation, then literally, like if your church service starts at ten, at nine fifty five, out goes a text that links them into your website where all of the announcements are listed and there's mm-hmm. QR, or there's ways to sign up right then, right there. Got it. Okay? So what I think you could do is you could say, hey, everybody, we just pushed you an announcement, or we've just pushed the three announcements to you guys. If you want to pull out your phone, you follow along and sign up right now. Or uh, if you're not on our list, uh, man, text sign me up to 44444 or whatever it is. Like use it as an opportunity to continue the ongoing connection to your church rather than it just being this throwaway thing. Hmm, I like that. Then you can use the text list for more things than just announcements. But I think the more that you... Honestly, I mean, everybody's in their phone all the time, every day, all the time. And so so the more that we can, I think, like connect with our congregation with the announcements through their phones rather than through me just talking about it all the time, I think that's helpful. Yeah, definitely. All right. Those are five really good rules. Mm -hmm. Now let's hear your five amazing ideas. Five ideas. All right, here we go. This idea I just saw a church do recently, and I thought it was genius. What they did was they pre-recorded just the audio of somebody giving the announcements. But then they had really strong graphics on the screen. Okay. Okay. So I don't know if that was all like some sort of seamless video with the with the audio dub over the you know the graphics, or if somebody was just clicking along you know through ProPresenter while the audio track was playing. Okay. But here's why it was so good. It was so good because it put the focus on the information, not the person. So they're looking at the screens, they're watching what's going on, but they're listening to what the screens are saying and like giving a little bit more context for it. 
The problem with somebody getting up there and talking, um, I understand that that you know gives non-lead pastors uh, a chance to do something from the platform, okay? Which is a really <laughs> yes, which is a really good thing. But here's the problem with it: like when I'm sitting there and I'm watching somebody that I don't know super well or that I do, there's usually something about them that makes me start thinking about something else. I know that if Cammy and I are sitting there watching them, she's going, "Well, that's a cool." Uh, sweater that that lady's wearing or whatever, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? And I'm, you know, maybe if it's something you see all the time, somebody you see all the time, you're like, oh, look, they got a haircut this week or whatever it is. Yeah. And so it, anytime you introduce a human into it, it takes your focus potentially off of what they're actually saying hmm. and onto them themselves. Got it. So I think nice. that's an idea okay. to try that's... to pre-record the audio, but have the slides actually on the screens. Yeah. Like it. All right. What else you got? Oh my gosh. My second idea is actually tied into the always have visuals. And I started just kind of over talking it, but push, push the announcements out via text or email right before the service. I was going to ask if that was one of your ideas. It was more of an idea than it was. You were just flowing. I was. Yeah. But I, I think that you really have an opportunity there to get people in the habit of checking your texts. Mm-hmm. If you tell them, you know, I think a lot of times maybe at church, you're like, oh, keep your phone off. Keep your phone on something. Put your phone in your pocket. Put your phone in your purse. Mm-hmm. Don't focus on it. But that's that's a fool's game. Yeah, that's where everybody's Bible is. <laughs> exactly. So just use it positively and say, hey, take out your phones. We just texted you this. Click on it. And here we go. We'll read the announcements together. All right, third idea. Move announcements around each week based on where they fit in the week's flow. Whoa, 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 whoa. Say that again. Experiment or move the announcements around to various parts of the service to where they actually fit, if they fit, in the flow of the week. So I know that we get in ruts, right, where it's like, okay, we're going to do two songs, and then we're going to have announcements, and then we're going to have two songs, then we're going to have this, then we're going to have sermon, then we're going to have this, then we're going to have that. But how will I know when we are announcing things if it's not after the first... Song. See, here's the problem. And we talk about it in, the, in Worship Leader Essentials, by the way, and this is a good time to tell you to go to worshipleaderessentials.com and check it out because um, we talk about in our mentoring process and in our pastor and worship leader uh, two-day intensive that there are some neurological ways that God made humans to pay attention or not pay attention And when we do things over and over again the exact same way, where we may be developing rhythm on our end because it's easier to plan things, we are actually biologically forcing people to stop paying attention to whatever is it that we're saying. Hmm. Because people will pay more attention to things that they're not ready for or they're not used to or that takes them by surprise. That's true. All right. I don't know why the church hasn't learned this lesson, you know? But, yeah. but the church hasn't learned this lesson. There's also a problem, I think, with putting the announcements at the end of the service. Really? What is that problem? I think there's a problem with that in that I feel like you have an opportunity for people to really continue to process what it is that they just heard. Mm-hmm. So have you ever been to a movie? We were just talking about this at our on our online church the other night. There's this one movie that we were talking about where nobody moved after the movie was over. And everybody just kind of stayed there in the theater and didn't leave mm. for a long time. Yeah. And I feel like church could be like that, where people can just kind of process and they can really kind of dig into a little bit more about what God just said to them. 
But I feel like when we go, okay, sermon's over, song's over, now let's talk about announcements, that we kind of take away that that opportunity or that even we can encourage people, just kind of process this for another 10 minutes on your way out or even over lunch or whatever it might be. And I don't know, I feel like we just shut that off sometimes when we go into church mm. business. Yeah, break that mood and thought process. Mm-hmm. All right. Maybe it's like a runner's high too, you know, like when they run, they, not me, <laughs> they tell me, I read that they, that there's a time after they finish running that they still feel this euphoric thing. Mm-hmm. And so church could be like that if we didn't immediately put an end to the a church high. Yeah. All right. That's three. Five announcement ideas. Uh, number four, make it fun. Make it fun? Yeah. <laughs> I think I think announcements are like so either really boring or very professional. Mm. You know what I mean? It's like a presentation. It is. Welcome to Blah 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 Church. We're so glad you're here today. And our top four things to talk about today are... Boom, Ooh, boom, can boom. you just do the podcast in that voice? Yes, I on? will from now on. So make it fun. <laughs> Could it be that there's a better way to do announcements? Love it. Yeah. Uh, you can see what shows I watch. <laughs> One time... We've actually done this through the years, two or three different times, where we had all the announcements written on uh, pieces of paper, like... Uh, like college-ruled paper, printer paper? Uh, uh, cards. Cards. Index uh, cards? Index cards. Small index, medium-sized index cards. Okay. And we would write the announcement out word for word, and then just randomly go through the room and say, hey, will you read this? And hold a microphone up to him. <laughs> I bet that was super interesting. <laughs> and uh, it's pretty funny, because most people can't read in public. <laughs> <laughs> But they had, uh, but we also had the slide on screens, of course, mm-hmm. you know, so that there was that connection. But it just made it interesting and fun and yeah. different. Uh, so, so I don't be, know. Creative. be creative, be fun, mm-hmm. be fun. I mean, yeah. if you're going to have to do it and you don't really want to do it, at least make it something the congregation will enjoy. Because if they're not, because honestly, if people are laughing, they're paying more attention. Mm. Period. That's another neurology. Look at this, all the brain science we're throwing. So much brain so, science. So much. All right. So number five idea. Track. The results of your announcements. Hmm. How do you do that? Well, I think that uh, tracking the results of the announcements are just like tracking the results of anything, right? So I think that you have to survey people. And what I would do is on I don't know Tuesday, Wednesday, somewhere in there, I would send out a one question survey to just a random select group of people that were at church that week, uh-huh. five or ten people. Just build it on, you know, uh, Google Forms or whatever. Send them a link. And the question is, what three announcements did we give on Sunday? Interesting. Okay? Yeah. And so, and do that again the next week with different people, but this time have slides. Then do that again the next week with different people, but this time have pre-texted out to everybody. Mm. And, you know, in every combination of that. Yeah. And see what works. Do it funny one time and see if they remember. You know, um, do just the audio part over, you know, just speak it over mm-hmm. the, and you don't have to do that. You don't have to pre record that. You can just have somebody with a microphone in the sound booth. That's you know, true. Or yeah. whatever. Just do various things like that and then get like all the things that we talked about and then survey people and see what you find out. And uh, maybe what you'll find is that. Something like maybe different colors that you use are different. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Just like mm-hmm. diff- try different things and see what seems to work. 
I like it. I like it. But I think what's going to work is a lot of these things combined and changing it as much as you possibly can. Because anytime you get into a routine of doing anything, like I said, you're biologically forcing people to stop paying attention. All right. So find out what works, but also change it. Yeah. So it can keep working. Find out the components Uh that make it work, but then move it around and change the things that... uh, like if you find out there's one thing that you're pretty sure makes a big difference, don't throw it out. Gotcha. But just continue to evolve it. All right. That's awesome. That's uh, really helpful. I'm kind of looking forward to announcements on Sunday now. I bet you are. I bet you are. All right. So that was five announcement rules. That was five announcement ideas. We'll post those in the show notes so that you don't have to uh, go back and take notes. All right. Anything else you would like to talk about today, Nicole? Oh, so many things, but I think our time is up. Okay. All right. Good for, good for me and good for you. Yeah. Hey, thanks for joining the Worship Leader Essentials podcast as always. And you know what? You might have an opportunity to go to Amazon and check out our brand new book. Oh, there's a new book coming out? We have a brand new book called My Devoted Response. It's a devotional book on worship. Wow. Yep, it's four weeks long, uh, six devotions per week. Uh, they've all got a story, they've all got scripture, they've all got an explanation of what the Bible says, and some application and some questions as to how to really understand worship. And here's the thing, we have found in churches that have more of a worshiping culture, there's more of a, also a culture of um, teaching and training of mm. what worship actually is. And so um, we want to help you as a church leader to instruct your congregation, and so Um, This book is built for congregation people that go to church and to understand more about what the Bible actually says about what we're doing together. That's amazing. When is that available? It's going to be available on February 1st. Go to amazon.com to buy the book. And uh, if you want to buy more for your church, because this is actually built for a church to go through together, like it'd be awesome if you were preaching three or four sermons on worship some month and uh, your congregation was going through this uh, every week or every day throughout those four weeks. You could actually reach out to Cami, C-A-M-I, at worshipcatalyst.com, and she will help you get uh, bulk pricing on a lot of books. So that'd be great. And you can always keep up with us at worshipcatalyst.com as well. All right. Sounds good. All right. Thanks, Nicole, for being with us on the podcast today. No, thank you, Austin. All right. And we will uh, be in touch soon, soon, soon. Have a great week, and uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks with a new episode. Blessings. Thank you for listening to the Worship Leader Essentials podcast. We'll be back soon with another helpful episode. For more information and resources, or to connect with us, please visit worshipcatalyst.com.